Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're making my day, Angie Ange. <laughs> you are! I'm here. You made my day. You put me on the little uh, on this little oh. thing here. Oh heck yeah! Oh, today's gonna be a great show. Like the music. So we're blowing bar. out all the commercials for you. <laughs> Screw it. <laughs> I threw the, co- the whole commercial away. Okay. Oh my god. What do you think? No, I'm here for it. <laughs> I want to put a verse on it. I want to put a okay, verse. Put a verse. Hey. Sarah and the crew get it live. Oh my God, you guys! Angie, Angie, point your mic. Hey, it must be Angie on the mic. Present. I love you so much. Present. I am so glad you're here, you guys. What one of my friends and radio sisters, and I'm so excited for this woman. She is literally the only <laughs> woman in Washington D.C. and Baltimore area, right? I think you're about right. I think that's right. On the all of East Coast, uh, that leads her own. <laughs> <That's terrible. laughs> Honestly, from Florida, Miami, all the way up to Maine. This is the only woman who hosts a radio morning show with just her name on the show. Come on now. Angie Edge Morning Show. That's awesome. A 93.9 WKYS. And you are uh, kind enough to be here with us today. And I am so excited Mm. to interview you because I've been following your career since we both worked in radio together. I Mm -hmm. think about the same time. Yeah, it's been um, I think I'm on year 11 at KISS now. And I was 10 years, well, I started in 2005, like doing yes, T.O.P. Yes, a little bit after you. Little out, you're yeah. a few years younger. Just a few. I graduated in 06, 2006 from Howard University. So I've been doing it. You know, you start off like low level. You oh, know, yeah, so I right. started off, I was like intern slash producer slash 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 whatever they <laughs> wanted me to do. Right. I did it. How'd you actually get on air? Would you just tell everybody you wanted to be on air? How did you actually make the no. leap? To, as far as radio, like yeah, getting on yeah. the air. I, well, so I always knew I wanted to do radio. 
I always knew. I knew. Um, I grew up here listening to Tigger and the Live Squad and Russ Parr, Donnie Simpson, Jeannie Jones. I was like, man, I didn't realize you could get paid for it. I thought it was like for fun. So, you know, you think when you grow up, you know, you do you do career fairs and things. You see, you know, my mom is a lawyer. My dad was a marketing guy. Like, you know, they they didn't have um, they had traditional jobs. So you think, you know, real job, you think engineer, architect or things like that. I didn't know radio was a, a job you could make a living off of. So it wasn't until this till I had a teacher that told me that I was going to do that, that I was like, you you get paid for it. <laughs> I love that you thought for a second like Donnie Simpson was coming to the radio station yeah, I for free. Yeah, that was for fun. Yeah, that was fun. I thought you just <laughs> little did we know he was making millions. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. No, I free. didn't. You know, I didn't. I, that never connected because I think when you're a kid, you get told that this is a this is a career, this is a real job or whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I knew I was gonna. I knew I wanted to do it. I just didn't know it was real. When I realized it was real, then I got focused. Then I was like, okay, we got a plan. So that's when I chose Howard University. I remember my mom went to Howard. Okay. Um, so I didn't want to go to Howard because oh. I had gone to every homecoming since I was a kid. My aunts went to Howard and, you know, everything is Howard, Howard, Howard. I'm like, I'm not going to Howard. I'm getting out of here. I was raised in PG County. I was like, I'm getting out of PG County. This isn't real. This is all these <laughs> black people. This isn't real life. You know, D.C. at the time, we chocolate city. I'm like, this isn't real. I have to be around <laughs> white people. I need to experience, you know, what's what's the real world. That's what oh. I, that's what, you know, again, this is this is like 16, 17 year old. And so, you know, just not really yeah. understanding things. But I, I didn't want to go to HBCU. I didn't want to go to Howard. I didn't want to stay here. And I went to all three. I ended up staying here and going to Howard uh, and loved it. But ultimately, like I looked at Syracuse um, Syracuse was gonna did you go okay, there yeah, yeah. Syracuse so I wanted to be an orange man so bad <laughs> okay Syracuse had I, I don't know when you went but when I applied it had five um, I had to write five essays and I did a um, I did an interview at the Syracuse house in Georgetown they have a oh, house. Yes, 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 yes. They made me go do an interview at the house. Okay, that was real. Then you were in. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I didn't know that at the time. You know, so I'm thinking I'm going through this process. Right. Um, but I was willing to do anything because they have an excellent school of communications. And it was in New York. It was in upstate. But I had done the math. I'm like, okay, I could get a train. It's two and a half hours. Then I'm going to be on TRL. Like and, I, That oh, was my plan. Yep. That was the plan. That's awesome. I would just commute into New York. And I felt like that's where I had to be because originally I thought I wanted to do television. And um, so Syracuse, I saw nothing but Syracuse I do all that I get in okay I was super happy about that and they brought us to a, I think a hotel or something to kind of welcome everybody and you know to give you the little stickers and all this like you could welcome orange men type of thing so in the process of that they're doing this um presentation right and they're showing us um life at Syracuse and so I'll never forget there's this one picture like this student in all this snow Okay, now keep in mind, I'd never been to upstate New York. And I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd never seen, I never I didn't know, I knew there was snow, but I didn't know there was that type of snow. Yeah. And the snow is like snow. Oh my God, legit up to your snow, right? eyes, yeah. And you know, here we get a little bit of snow, shut the city down. So I asked, I said, well, is this on a snow day? I'm assuming it was a snow day. You know, I wouldn't be going to school in that. And they were like, no, this is, this is like April. Shoot, I think that may have been <laughs> April. And uh, at that point, I said, wow, okay, I can't go here. And that that's literally how we ended. I did not go wow. back. Yeah, just like that. Because I'm such a weather, you know, weather dictates a lot for me as far as mood sometimes. And so yeah. I love oh, yeah. sun. I love outdoors. And like snow has never um, been my friend. Cold and snow. So 
I went from Syracuse. I did all that, got in, and then I saw that I didn't. I was like, nah, it's not for me. Uh, then I looked at Temple University in Philadelphia. I knew that was going to be, um, I thought that would be great. And I'm thinking, okay, Philly is in between New York and D.C. It sure. all made sense. But then I go there, and I did the tour, and I asked them about, you know, how soon can I get started in radio? And they were like, well, you know, we got a lot of people, so you got to be like a junior or something, or at least like a sophomore. Like, you had to get some get your time in before you could do something. Syracuse was like that, too. So I was like, I don't know about that. Like, I really know I want to do this. Um, yeah. And Howard, then comes Howard. They were at the bottom of my list. I said, all right, let me just <laughs> give them a shot. Let me just go up here and <laughs> see what they're talking about. Even though I've been up here all this time. But when I went as a prospective student, it was a whole different feeling versus going with my mom or just going to be a part of homecoming. And I'll never forget, I'm sitting in a room and they had students that currently go to Howard. And uh, the, the, all the students, the upperclassmen, were telling everybody what their favorite part of Howard University was. So this guy, I'll never forget, he's from Chicago. He had dreadlocks. He stands up and he says, you know, my favorite thing about Howard University is the diversity. I'm in there like, what? <laughs> what is he talking about? Like, it's a black school. Like, right. diversity. Sir, do you know where you're at? There's, there's no diversity. We're all black. Um, everybody in this room is black. Black, black, black. So um, they, they asked him to elaborate. But he said, you know, I'm from Chicago and our culture is different. And and I never mm. saw diversity in that manner. I never saw diversity among us as people. And it wasn't until I went to Howard that I saw how different we are as black people. All black people don't act the same, don't function the same. We don't all come from the same backgrounds. And from state to state, we're very different. We dress different. I remember wearing New Balance. They they would say I had orthopedic shoes. <laughs> That's how they define. That's how, then they would call us locals, you know, like because they never wore New Balances or t or um, Nike boots and all that. And so people from Chicago, Texas, California, they were all so different. And they and it was just it was this bowl of culture mixing um, from music to food. We were all so different. And then here we all are on this campus all in together, DC, yeah, and 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 embracing this experience. And everybody was a hustler. That was the thing. Everybody everybody knew what they were going to do everybody was going to be the next Oprah everybody, right. everybody was going to be Puff Daddy so imagine you're seeing the person next to you the person next to you all y'all got the same like you're going to win by any means that's competitive so now it's like I can't just be good I've got to be the best wow you know it made me it made me like a beast you know just because um you know, we were all, everyone was very good. Everybody was the most popular girl or guy. How did you cut <laughs> through? That's, I mean, because, you know, I went to an all women's college and everybody there wanted to be yeah. like a dentist or a doctor. Like, no one wanted to do radio. So, literally, I did all the shifts. So, I was like, well, yes. he, well that's how you cut through, <laughs> so right? I, I bet through. that's how you cut through. I cut, I cut through. I was the only <laughs> DJ on. They were like, they were like, hey, uh, no one wants the afternoon slot. <laughs> I'll do it. Yes, yeah, I'll like, do it. I'll do it. Hey, that's you and me both, <laughs> Sarah. I was the same way. I was literally, I always tell people at Mount. Holyoke I was and I'm not exaggerating I was mm. the dumbest woman there because everybody came <laughs> Super smart. they were doctors lawyers they yeah. went on to do that and I came and I was like oh I'm gonna be on the radio or I'm gonna be on TV yeah. nobody there they didn't even have a communications degree wow. so I just went what to the radio in? history with a minor in film studies nice I minored in history you did yeah I love history history is such a it's a story I know, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? It's a great story. There's so much you can learn when you when you not just beyond like your typical history book. I always would go through like history at school and be like, "There's got to be more to this. Like this can't just be history." And it's so fascinating to me. 
in so many ways how history repeats itself oh yeah how lots of things just are cyclical and happen again you know in different Mm -hmm. ways but i think you've got to know history and we'll get into this because i love your philosophy of what you're trying to do with Mm -hmm. your new morning show of of having these more open dialogue conversations which is of course the anti of what everybody else is doing like everybody online is just everything's black or white you know it's talking heads so divided um but yeah that's what i'm with you that's what i love about history is you know when you got to really know that to then know where we are know where we're headed but no one really does so no you don't take the time us history Um, just us history buffs over here (laughs) studying like you know colonial history and i used to take an art history class that i love right the art history class i took it in uh when i went to elizabeth seaton that's an all-girls school in um in Bladensburg, the sister school okay um it's elizabeth seaton and um i took a what did i take art history i took an art history class that was awesome it t- but it started you with like caveman like <laughs> oh yeah when they were like Here's, scratching on the walls yeah, with like, the dye this is entitled you know um goat on wall you know circa whatever <laughs> and i was like this is so cool well, I'm thrilled that you're here today. For everybody mm-hmm. joining us, we are live on Facebook. Share today's Facebook link with someone who loves 93.9 WKYS. Maybe they're just yeah. a radio listener. Maybe they're just a supporter of fabulous women because Angie Ange is here today. She's had an incredible radio career in D.C. We're going to talk you. about all the highs and lows of you leading your own morning show. Yeah. How? And you guys are what now? Five months in? Yeah, barely. We started uh, mid-July, I think. So yeah, we're about going on five months, mid-July. What's that? Me and Math never were friends, July, August, September, October. <laughs> Me neither. I'm well, like... Four. Oh, there goes my producer. Look oh, at he's holding up for you. Okay, <laughs> thank you. We didn't know. Uh, so I want I to talk to you about that, but I want to thank our sponsors for today, including, including Brooke Linen. You spend a third of your life in the sheets... You better believe oh. it. And oh. it's about time that you got a betting upgrade. We want it. Brooklyn and Sheets are named the winner of the best of online betting category by Good Housekeeping. Founded in 2004 by the husband and wife team, Vicky and Rich Falloup. They, uh, their mission was to create five-star hotel quality sheets, more affordable and easy order direct to you. Most betting is marked up as much as 300%, but not Brooklyn. You can get your own Brooklyn and Sheets of course, and get $20 off and free shipping when you use code HeyFrage at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code HeyFrage at brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And the promo code, again, is HeyFrage. They really are the best sheets. I've been using them at home, and I'm telling you, they're super comfortable. I love them. I even like to, like, wash and iron them i'm a little anal Ooh. with the sheets yeah i change my bedding every week made me want to buy the the sheets i'm, I'm a little crazy oh <laughs> uh, we also have to thank dr mince who we love he is a medical marijuana doctor in maryland and now certified in dc if you're dealing with migraines anxiety maybe you have pain that you've just has gone untreated you've been to different doctors you can't figure it out you need to go see dr mince in bethesda maryland the great part about medical marijuana is it lots of times doesn't interact with other medications and and it's also uh, very, it relieves a lot of pain and it's not addictive. Dr. Mintz can tell you more. You need to go see him in Bethesda. We absolutely love him. If you want to make an appointment, you can also go to drmintz.com. Um, tell him that Hey Fresh podcast sent you. He's offering a one-time $250 appointment fee to see if you qualify as a medical marijuana patient because he will get you registered in Maryland or D.C., gets you the card, takes care of everything. Um, and most of the time that is reimbursed by your health insurance. So go to drmintz.com. Oh, 
Okay, Angie Ange. So four months in on this morning show. Yeah. So what's been the biggest challenge? For years, everybody in D.C. knew you in the afternoons. You know, you were... Nights in the afternoon. I started off six to ten, and I went to three to seven. Three to seven. And for years, you were three to seven, right? About four years, three, four years. So how has it been transitioning from that afternoon slot to mornings? Tough. In one word, tough. <laughs> what's, been the di- what's been the difficult part, though? Is it actually physically getting up? Now you're leading a team. Before right. you were always solo. Yes, that's the biggest difference. Am I able to pour more of this? Yes. Oh, yes. oh my God. Let's, let's Please. Pour some more. Let Have me, the bottle. You all want to hear You want to hear my trials and tribulations. <laughs> yes, yes. I know it. I lived it with Sarah Tyne Pour Mel. it up. Oh, my God. Listen, that's what I said. You know, one thing I appreciate, whenever, like, Sarah shows me the type of love she does, I have so much respect for for you. Um, And I have so much respect for your, for what, for your journey too so when someone you know sometimes we don't think that like the other side knows who we are you know like like right. you never know, you don't realize like we're really all one big radio family but you know Hot does their thing PGC is doing their Kiss does their thing H-U-R-M-S it's like we're all competing but not really because any of us we're all disposable <laughs> so anybody can one day you're on one station next day you're on the, the, the opposing team so uh, you know it meant, it's always meant a lot when you even that you acknowledge me like that you would know about me that you would say yo I, I see you I see your journey like and I think you're great and like knowing that you're rooted for me it, it mean it just means a lot because I respect what you what you've done over the years you well, know thank you well and yeah, to so. me what drove me a little bit crazy about the radio business which okay. I don't see as much in the television business but at least when I was at high mm-hmm. it was so um it, for years it was so chaotic and crazy and they like never wanted you to support other people from different radio stations and right. I always thought to myself that's so nuts like aren't we all kind of having this experience together yeah. and quite honestly like all of us can succeed at the same time and quite frankly like if you do well but then our morning show did well that means people li- are listening to radio They're like listening, we right? all make money like <laughs> so it never and so when I got away from that I thought I am never going to be that person yeah. that doesn't wish people well publicly you know yeah. because it, I want to see us win as women and I want to see us win in the entertainment business. I want people to only be listening to radio and supporting women's projects and podcasts and buying our entertainment companies and Mm. all that stuff. And I'm just like, uh, the way to do that is not by being jealous or pretending you don't exist or not giving this woman love. Like, yeah. it's, it's so crazy to me. And yeah. when I saw that announcement this summer, I was like, oh, my God, I love it. Because I for years and you know this, yeah. at least in the top 40 stations, there was always talk like a woman could never lead her own morning show. Absolutely. And they wouldn't really say it to your face, but it was always implied like, well, you know, but women don't want to just like hear a couple of women. And, and right. which is I, ridiculous. But yeah. And I was yeah. always told two women on a morning show. It doesn't really work. Because you know, no one can identify which voice is which, which is ridiculous. So, uh, so tell us this for for people listening. How did it even come about that they gave you a shot? Like, did you lobby ninety three? And of course, we no. all know. You know, Danny Starr is a friend of the show. We all know yeah. that that morning show broke up. The fam in the morning uh-huh. after the nanny gate. So that was a, a huge. Is that what nanny gate. <laughs> That's what I call it. I'm like. I mean, I loved it because I love radio. I love inside radio. So right. when I heard that on the radio, I was like loving every minute of it. Meanwhile, right. the public, you know, it was, like, it was terrible. It's on fire. That's funny. I feel the same way. I was like, damn, this, this is good radio until right? this. No, but then, but Sarah, after a while, and even you know with good radio, like after a while, good radio has to come to an end. 
There's always an end if you're going to do that. You never leave that open-ended like that. You right. never just leave it as if like someone is gone. If, if you're going to walk off the show and quit, then some kind of way we got to, the audience needs it. The audience needs to know it's okay. Right. Everything was okay. If you do, if you leave the audience, leave it open to interpretation like that, um, then now we, you know, what is going on, you know? So it went from like, it went from, I was listening like, oh man, they over here, they love like, this is brilliant. They bring yeah, in the I'm ugly like, nanny, right, the I'm hot like, nanny. Right. I need to see her. She sounds like she's got huge <laughs> boobs. Like I need to see this woman. <laughs> Meanwhile, apparently they found her off the street and they were like, hey, can you come in here and play this? <laughs> listen, uh, <laughs> I don't, I, to this day, you know, I still don't know what exactly happened. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I have my, my ideas based on, you know, just talking to everybody and getting perspectives. But I was the same way, Sarah. I thought, I was like, man, this is, this is wild. But then when it didn't wrap up, then I right. was like, okay, well, what, what's going on? You know, like, and, and I told them even after, I said, yo, let's wrap this up. Like, come on my show. Come, you know, because I was doing afternoons, you know, come on, come on my show. And let's, let's wrap this up because people think like that y'all are at odds, you know, and and then it was, are you at odds? I, hell, I don't know, you know, but um, yeah, that the, the nanny gate, man, just uh, to, to get back to your question, I was never lobbying for mornings. I didn't think it was going to happen. You know, like I was never like, I want to do a morning show. My original goal in radio from 18 was I just wanted to do the night show because Tigger did it and the live squad oh, yeah, did it. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I was like, if I could do the, the night show for six years, I'll be a legend in the city because I know how much they mean to me. So everything after that has been sweet as cake. Like it's, it's icing on the cake for me. It's it's never been, even afternoons, I didn't ask for afternoons, but I did feel like I was about to turn 30 and I felt like I had done everything I could do with the night show. Right. So I was, at the time, I, I wanted to grow, but I thought I was actually going to be done with radio. I thought maybe, okay, I've done what I came to do and I'm going to move on. And then the afternoon came to me. That was it. I didn't lobby. I didn't ask for it. it. The opportunity was there. And it felt very natural because I was ready to grow. Like at, when you do nights for seven years, people grow up. That 10-year-old is 17. Yeah. The 15-year-old is in the 20s. Like you got to be able to grow. So then when when um, mornings came, I, tur- I turned it down. I didn't want to do it because I like, I'm a peace of mind person. You know, I believe in um, balance. I have to, and I love music so much. You know, like I didn't like mornings is not as much about the music. Right. As your nights and your afternoons, afternoon drive. I got a mix for an hour straight. You know, it was like fun. You get to create. I get to create your whole ride home is like, oh, yeah, it's a blast. Right. But mornings, it's like, okay, we need to talk about this, talk about that. And, you know, social media for me is just so much noise that I'm like, I don't want to be a talking head, you know. Um, And I just did. I feel like in the mornings, it's it's a high pressure spot where, um, you know, everybody wants their hands in the pot. Right. You know, like, and, no, and nobody hands in my pot in the afternoon. I got, it's like, go, Ange, go. You know, so I was building something. And, you know, even my producer, like, that's where uh, my podcast, Culture Text, like, I had already started working on Like, I had plans in the afternoon. I was going to keep growing it because there's not a lot of women in afternoon drive. Yeah, that's true. There's, that's there's true not too. been really any women in afternoon drive. They're always uh, middays. Yeah, absolutely. They're either they're middays, middays. or you're the co-host. You're the... Yep. You know, so um, I felt like I was doing something historic in the afternoon. I was happy. I was good. And then this happened and I was just like. Um, so they come to you and they yeah. say, look, we feel like you should should think about the mornings. We want to put Angie and. They asked me, where, was I interested in it? Mm. And I said, no. <laughs> and then 
I said, but if if I had to, because you, you never just want to, I've always felt like we're a team, right? We're a family. So ultimately, if they're asking me, they weren't just asking me to do it just to do it. Like, I think they needed me at the time. Like, you need, you at that point, our reputation was on the line. This company's reputation is on the line. So you needed somebody that's like a staple figure right. that can hold it down or something, you know? So um, I looked at it like, you know, don't just say no. I mean, my answer was no, but don't just, don't just say no and not, have a conversation right. so the conversation was I gave them like I said okay number one it has to be the Angie Ange morning show I will not do it any other way I, I won't, love that I will not be the fam or the breakfast club I didn't want to be a part of that I feel like I've I worked very hard to stand alone I work very hard for my name, and that's that's difficult in radio. You know, it's very for as a woman, you're to be able to just be you and not be so and so in you, yeah. or and you're a always, part of it. They always <laughs> well, you know, but people really identify more if it's Angie and, and DJ Money yeah, and, yeah. and and you know, no. but everybody's name and everyone feels represented. Yeah, no. And, I'm no. so glad you stuck to your guns because oh, that's yeah. the bullshit they love to give you. Yeah. It's like, no, no fuckers want to hear any other name. They want to hear Angie Edge. That's who they know I've, from 93.9. I've, I've built it. I've worked it. I've been to everybody's school function. Yes. I've earned it, you know, like, so that was rule number one. But I also said it because I thought that was going to make them say no. I was like, oh, they definitely going to say no to that. <laughs> so <laughs> part one was up. And then they said, okay. And then I said, okay. Oh, and they're like, like, oh, oh, damn. Damn. oh, oh damn. Oh, man. Okay. We got to have a, okay, this is a real conversation. This is gonna happen. Um, so that was the funny thing because I I really believed when I said I want Angie Angie in the morning. Um, I really thought that that would be the end of the conversation. So when they came back and um, and said, "Okay, what else?" <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, "I don't really have anything else." Because I that would say no. That's <laughs> that, was that was it. That was it. Are uh, we done? Right. That was yeah. it. Um, so you know, um, but I had you know again, I had concerns about creative control. I had concerns again about my peace of mind being disturbed. I had concerns about um, you know just too many hands in the pot. Is it, that was my big thing. Like, if I'm going to do it, let me do it. Yeah. Don't tell me how to do it. Don't, you know, like, let me figure it out. Let me do it my way. Um, that's all I really wanted was the creative control. I wanted to be able to pick my team, pick who I do the show with, people that I love, that I'm comfortable with. Because radio is a, is a vibe in someone's head, you know. It's a frequency going into someone's ears to their brains to their spirit. Yeah. You know, you got to be right. I have to be right. I can't be a messed up person getting on the radio. I'm, I don't care how much you pretend that goes in. The, that energy still going to get, some, you know, that negativity. It'll seep into somebody's soul. Yes. That, that, you know, they didn't need all that. So you want to be in a great you want to be in a great place at all times or at least in a positive place. Yes. At all times. So um, getting to it, it just it when when I saw that they they were OK with me, you know, with the situation or the way I wanted to do things. Um, I felt like that was a sign of like trust and respect. And I appreciated that. And so my answer was still no, uh, even with all that. But what made me ch what made me say, OK, give it a go, is that I know if I don't do it, will another woman get that type of opportunity? And I couldn't I couldn't see it happening unless I did it and, and opened it up. Wow. And, and um, so my ultimate decision to say, OK, let me let me do it, even though I know it's about to be a monster. I know what I, I know what I'm about <laughs> to get myself. I know the BS that's about to come. But I said, I'm going to do it because when I do it, no matter what, one that seals my legacy. At this point, I say I did nights, I did afternoons, I did mornings yes. in my home market, a top 10 market and at one station. 
um, Shorty the Press, he calls me Kobe Bryant. He said, you're the Kobe <laughs> Bryant of radio. He's like, you did it with one team. You've won with one team multiple times. So there was that element and just the fact that I feel like if I can do it, if I when I do it, um, it won't make it so rare that a woman can do it. Yeah. But somebody has to do it first. You got to think, even a night show, there weren't women Urban wise and women are not doing nights. Right. They're in a group. Even the last guys like Steph Lover, uh, Flex and Rain. It was, you know, it wasn't just one woman right. to do the nights, right? And so I had to fight for that. Like that was a fight. Because me and Quick started together. We did the night show together. And then after two years, he um, you know, he was focusing on DJing. Right. You know, his thing was to grow and he wanted to travel the the world DJing. So he knew I wanted to do that show by myself, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was like, This is your chance. I'm a, I'm about to go. I'm going to go do my thing. Now it's your show. But they literally, they would audition me with anybody. If you had testicles, like. <laughs> they made you audition with someone else. Audition. Like, it was like this. It was like to them, it just seemed so crazy that I would do the show by myself. And I'm like, why? I already produce it. I create it. I put it together. How? Okay, but this is like, I it's think like, I needed to get away. Like, I needed to yeah. leave the business three years ago because I think I was so angry. Like you were talking about, it's hard to mm. come on if you're if you're clouded. Yeah. How have you stayed not angry? Because see, like, the that's the crowd that like when they would say that and then they would do it and you know in the in radio sort of people know uh, inside radio yeah. you know people know they're very sneaky like all of a sudden you show up that night and they're like oh by the way uh, <laughs> we brought in this guy here, uh, here go. he's gonna yeah yeah he's from Detroit I <laughs> uh, just happened to be here you're like, like that's what? bullshit you flew him in like <laughs> you knew what you were doing you knew what you were doing how yeah. have you not gotten angry oh I get angry I get angry all the time what what I do um, ill will rest in peace he he at the time when I was because again I've been through this I've been through this before I've been through this when I first started it was a right. great lesson because um, ill will helped me to redirect my 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 energy so whenever I'm angry um, I look at why am I doing this I'm not right. doing it what I'm doing is not about this industry and this business everything that I'm doing is about people never forget the people that are that are influenced by you that are you know um, encouraged by you that are inspired by you right that's so much bigger than these these people inside that are trying to control things because they're afraid of what of, of change of something different because that's what it is too sometimes you got to yeah. understand where they're coming from if they've never seen a woman do it then in their mind a woman can't do it you know so it's like I can either sit here and keep fighting with you or I take my anger and I redirect it into something positive with the people that I'm doing this for so that's how I'm able to stay in the game is that when this happened to me at nights I was so angry because I couldn't understand why I had why it didn't even matter like they auditioned me with random rappers they auditioned me with any any and everybody because and and I was so insulted by that because I'm a real ass radio personality like I'm like I do I do this This is an art to me so I was insulted and I was angry and he said Ange look I'm about to get the keys to the KYS Hummer every week we're gonna go to every (laughs) football game I'm gonna take you wherever you want to go he said we're gonna go to all these football games we're gonna go to all these anything we went to honor roll assembly we went everywhere and he would literally drive me to a football game he would take me to the box where the microphone was he said ayo he would talk to the guys yo this Angie Ange she do the nice can she just get on real quick I get on the mic hey what's happening Angie Ange 93.9 whoa they go crazy you know and I I would see that love. I would see how they would respond. And so what I realized was my battle is is not with with 
an executive or a producer or a program director or an exec like that's not the battle the battle is are you contributing to the people that listen to you that really appreciate you right exactly as you are and they appreciated me exactly as i was so you know we i we, still do that when i get mad now you I focus go to the on you focus yeah i look on at my own. mentorship program i'll go i'll i'll if 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 the pressure of what they're doing is affecting me, then I know I'm not focused on right. the right thing. Right. So my what I do is I, I switch, I redirect to the people. So maybe I got to go, whatever. It's always community service. Everything is community service. When I go to a career day, when I go to a classroom, when I go meet somebody and, and they just telling me like how something I did on the show changed their whole life or whatever. Right. Now I got perspective. So let me ask you this, because we kind of talked about women in radio. And then mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you about your co-host too, Deja Perez, who you co-host yeah. with and DJ Money every mm-hmm. morning. But does is it interesting to you that still radio seems so divided culturally in the sense of yeah. like, you know, you have white stations right. and then you have urban state. Does that seem like that always never made sense to me either. I'm always like, but can't we all be together? Uh, or do you like the separation? Nah, I, is it is it separation? Is it just the understanding that we re- we listen different? We relate different? Um, do you think that and that you're right? I, do, I, I mean, do you think it's still that's still relevant too? in some regards? Because for us, it's, it's like a voice, you know, needing the black perspective on things is very important It's very and, and people need to, you know, again, you need to relate. I, I do agree with you in the sense of like, if we think about music, like sometimes if I cut on hot, they gonna play a two chain song if it's a big record, you know. Right. Uh, and we're gonna play a Justin Bieber song if it's a big enough rep- record, you know. Um, so I think as far as music, like the color lines, a lot of times are, are blended in a way where it's like, what is urban versus pop versus you know, hip hop is the new pop. Like so, as far as I'm concerned, Migos are the rock stars. Right. They're they're Rolling Stones, right? They're beating Rolling Stone records. The Migos. Right. So what what are these genres and things like that getting out of those boxes? But I think there's there's definitely a need for uh, black voices to talk to the people. You know, when when you get when you see a situation like Baltimore and Freddie Gray. Yes. Um, and there's there's something about, you know, your own coming on to speak to the people. Somebody got to calm them down. Somebody, we got to give them perspective. So to me, it's not necessarily like a separation because again, same way I listen to, you know, a kiss is the same way I listen to a hot. Like I hear you too. I get to hear your style too. Um, I just think they they have different, it's just a different vibe. Yeah. You know, like I don't know you know what would what would you do in the case of like Baltimore, Freddie Gray? If you're on ninety two Q or ninety three point nine, and the city is on fire, how do you? How would you talk to them? Well, it's the interesting because Serotine Mel was on when uh-huh. Freddie Gray happened, and mm-hmm. we lobbied as a show really hard. We were like, we need voices on here to talk about this. We mm-hmm. can't ignore this. Now, of course, yeah. it was predominantly white station. They wanted to ignore it. They didn't want to do it. I, mm-hmm. For me personally, in situations like that, I don't think white people should be the voice. But where we had the microphone, I think we should have used it. We had a lot of young black uh, interns. And I was like, this is their spoke. opportunity that, yeah. need, that need to speak up, yeah. you know. And, of course, they didn't want to do You know, that was way too <laughs> They want to stay and away from And that's the shit it. that drives me nuts. No, <laughs> I, I mean, I think a lot of times white people need to take a back seat. And, mm-hmm. But if you have a platform, and I always try to do that on this platform, it's like, you need to bring in other voices and let them speak because mm-hmm. it's going to be those couple of 
white people in their car that go, oh, my God, you know, I never thought of it that way. Absolutely. And, and wow, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, but no, that was one of the battles that we had there. And they, you know, we had a big all station meeting and a lot of the other jocks were like, no one wants to hear this in the morning. And, right, you know, it's right. like and this is our chance for people to tune out. Like, right. I'm like, what? It but, just it, But, you know, that's funny. Me and my producer go. We go back and forth about that. Right. Like when you see a story where it's like the same narrative of a young black kid being killed or whatever it's like all right do we want to talk about this in the morning like people trying to get where they want to go like we we have to figure that out every day right so what i explain to my producers we have to think different we can't be we can't add to the noise i do not like to add to noise Mm. i like to create a conversation and what i when i turn on like cnn and and you got educated people fighting like children um that's a problem to me when I turn on when I go to social media it's like the world is on fire on social media I'm like, oh, oh I my know. god let me get out of that because there's too much like if I don't like what you're saying or if I don't think you see my perspective I'm going to insult you instead of let me try to um let's try to have a conversation you speak your piece I speak my piece and maybe we could come to an understanding or maybe we'll agree to disagree so for me it's like yo every day we try to figure out okay what do we want to do that is uplifting and positive uh, and how do we spin when we see bad things so perfect example we were having this debate um about the the student that just punched the teacher in baltimore yes okay so it went viral yes okay what's the conversation right like my boss said okay we should talk about this but what's the conversation people are gonna call no one's gonna say this was a good thing no one's gonna say this is a valuable thing right they're all gonna call and say the same thing if that was me it wouldn't have been me we'd have fought or you know it'd have been um well you know teachers don't have protection these kids are all terrible so now we generalize everybody we generalize that all children are bad we generalize that you know all these teachers are punks if they don't fight Back. We make all these broad generalizations, and I'm right. like, we should have we should have um, a teacher on to talk about what is it like being in a high risk school. Right? Do you f- do you have those fears, and do you feel protected? We should have uh, somebody on to explain, you know, what that environment is like, because we all like to talk about what we would or would, wouldn't do in situations that we ain't never been in. So at what point does somebody say, OK, I have a platform. Let me use the platform to create conversation and understanding versus to keep adding to nonsense. And we, we have that pa- like I have that power with the morning show. So we're starting. Our goal is to change people's listening experience. Right. And how we'll do that is by creating conversation and using our platform for anybody to speak. on. Like you should be able to come on the show and talk with us. Like you let me come on your show. You let me come on Fox five with you. You should. I'm extending that <laughs> okay, invitation whenever Sir, you want. You should be. What on, are we going to talk should, about? Yeah, you should be on my show and we should talk. <laughs> we should get perspective. I love. Please. You know, I've got like, lots. And you know, look, Let's have fun. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. You know, I'll be on anytime. And there's nothing yeah. I won't talk about. What do you want to dish on? Yeah. I mean, I love it. Please. And my <laughs> own. I mean, you know, I've got all kinds of stuff. And I should have had you on when I had mm-hmm. went through that whole Michael Brown incident. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I'm learning, too. You know, yeah. everybody, you never can do it all right all the time. You no. Know? But that's the that's the hard thing, too, for me. Right. Like what happens. Michael Brown's situation is a, is a prime example. And, and even with Nanny Gate and everything else, the people who are most outraged are the people that have never 
never seen you, never heard of you, never watched your show. Maybe never don't even listen to the station. <laughs> never. And they the main ones with the with the boycott and they the main ones with the you know, they add the most fuel to the flame because they saw it on Shade Room or they saw it on whatever and then immediately again the immediate response is attack. And I just I think that is a um that is dangerous. That's dangerous. The way we're using our words is dangerous, the way we're attacking each other. Right. Even though it is just Twitter fingers and all that. The way we attack each other is dangerous. I I, I think um, it's sad because this is adults doing that. So if adults do that, imagine what happens to young people when they become adults. If this is the, the standard that we're setting yes. as far as how you deal with a disagreement. I may not like how you did it, but there's a conversation that could have been had. There's an understanding that could have been had um, instead of immediately um, just attacking. Um, and so I think if we can move from a, a place of attacking to a place of, hey, we're educated adults here hey yeah you know um let's talk <laughs> yes like let's, have a real conversation and respect each other now you're it moving go far. even more into the talk space because you're getting ready to launch a podcast yeah culture right. text tell me what culture it's text. about who's going to be on it why you decided to do this i'm curious he made me Oh, your producer? Your producer for <laughs> Like, i to another show. He, just, he thinks I'm really great for some reason, man. I'm like, listen, I just <laughs> want to play music are. and have fun, man. I just want to, I want to get people through the day. Um, now, Culture Text is, the concept of Culture Text is it's the architects behind the culture. Okay. Um, in our community, especially, black people, we get chosen to be the cool. We make everything cool. We control the cool. But we don't get equity. We don't get, we don't. Right. much but we get used all the time to be to endorse and create more capital for everybody but ourselves and we come out with a with a bottle of bottle <laughs> of wine we get unlimited wine okay here's and we some get, limited wine thanks yeah, for all your unli- culture <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the culture. Thanks for making all Take this cool. complimentary wine. <laughs> yes. Just make sure you put it on your Instagram. Okay? That's from the Kardashians. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. But um, but I, <laughs> I, I am a big uh, financial literacy person. I'm a money person. Like my one of my hobbies is like making money. But what I mean by that is like making your money work for for you okay. right? instead of uh, working for for the money, like make your money work. I'm like obsessed with it. But my dad is a financial advisor and my aunt is a financial advisor. She owns her own. Um, she's always been a financial advisor for like 20 plus years. Homes and Associates is in Rockville. But I always would say like, I want to be a millionaire. But she's like, OK, so how are you going to do that? Like, where, where do we start? And, and right. she's helped me uh, manage my investments over the years. Anyway, culture text for me was about our audience and people in general not just you know it's not just a black thing or whatever but it's about us as a people learning what's behind all these these things that influence the culture right, right. so prime examples and pizza I've, I've been completely like I love what and pizza does right because it's it's like pizza for the culture okay yes. but I needed to talk to who created that and I want my audience to hear from the person that created it. How did he create it? What did he do? Uh, Lestoria. And we were able to go. Yeah, Michael. He, yes, yeah, he's he, awesome. He let us come to to his headquarters. And we sat and we talked to him. And we had a great conversation. Um, the guy, uh, Brett, Brett uh, Barish, who created Bel Air and Ace of Spades and sold Ace of Spades to Jay-Z. We talked to him. Um you know, we've talked to the owners of New Vegan. It's like soul food, but vegan soul food. Yes. Um, Vernon and his family. Um, you know, just get understanding that 
if we control cool, right? If we know we can make a pro- we can sell anything. But imagine what happens if we have equity in that business or ownership in that business or created ourselves. But the question is, how? Where do you, where do you start with that? How do you do it? Where do you get the funding from? So, like, I, I'm sick of what my people. What we get sold is. You know, I prayed every day for this and then it just came true. Or, you know, it's like they give you the, the silliest story of like God got me here. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like you had to got a loan from somewhere. Did you did you start, did you have any capital? What did you did you have to save up your money? Like none of that. We don't get told none of that. What we get told is by the grace of God, you made it. No, I mean, that's a part of it. Yes. But I hate that. That's the only story we get. Or we get all this motivational fluff. Right. right. Like, Right. You can do anything you put your mind to. Yes, you can, but... but yeah, but you know how structure? truly hard it is. Yeah. You know, you there, know how hard yeah. There are steps. So it's 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 being able to sit down with the architects behind the culture. Broccoli City Fest, which is a huge festival. Yeah. Now. How did it get there? It didn't just become huge. Broccoli City Fest has been around for years. Yes. You know, in fact, me and them, they, we went to school together. Um, we went to Howard together. So, and I watched their journey, but I, have, I sit down with these people and talk to them about how they created the business. That's all I want. I want people to hear how something how oh, something began. I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, because and it's it's such a cool story. Brett Brett um, Barish gave me um, he schooled me though because you know I gave I put the pressure because you know he uses Rick Ross and Young Thug and you know he loves hip hop culture right and I'm like okay but how do we get from being your representative to having ownership. How? Mm. Why? Why aren't we in that place? And by the way, and what I, is your take? A lot of time. Well, it, part, a lot of it is we don't have the education. We don't know. We mm. don't know. So you know, look. If, if you if if I've never had money or real money before, and you give me ten thousand dollars to push this bottle, pfft, to, who wouldn't take that? Right. Because <laughs> you're not thinking about if if he paid you ten thousand, he gonna make about a million. You know, or, the, or whatever. I mean, I'm right. exaggerating numbers. Um, but you get what I'm saying. If he could pay you ten thousand, then you might learn something. But Brett, he put me on. He said, he said the thing is, you got to ask though. And uh-huh. I and that and he tripped me out with that because I was so big, like him and the story, all of them. I want to be like, man, y'all over here using hip hop culture and using this stuff. Like, how do we get? How can we be you? You know, how can we get in that position? And he when he hit me with the, it's a conversation. That's when I realized we don't know what to ask. Right. We, don't, we don't know what to ask. Right. So so we've got to get into a place. My hope is that I can use the podcast to um to show us that like yeah you could get to that place but you got to ask the question no one's going to just give you that information right like mm. he he built that like he had to go get them grapes and figure out like he he did that so he's not just going to give you equity sure but you got to understand your value to his brand and sit and have the conversation if that's what you want. Oh. And that's what flipped me. That that tripped me out is I'm like, dang, I'm sitting here. That That's a problem I think a lot of people have is this entitlement. Like you feel like you should just get something. Like yeah. You should just have it. No, actually, you got to know to ask for that. You got to know to 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 put your stuff together. So it's really for me, I'm, I'm an information is power person. And um, I think that I want to hear the stories behind these brands. So hopefully people will will connect and say, oh, dang, I didn't think I could do I didn't think about that so now when will the podcast be out we just started putting it out we just put um, Brett's story out now and then um, you know we'll be releasing them like every week so it's like I, I wanted to do it over the summer we had already gotten a few um, like we got like six or seven in the can already great interviews great stories um, and I like to hear how they failed but failed up 
Like, right, you right. know, so many of them. You, you see Aunt Pizza, but you don't realize he did this, 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 and that all before. Right, you see he New ever Vegan, became... yeah, but you don't realize like they failed multiple times. How did you get out of that and keep going? I'm always curious about that because we need that. Everybody needs that, regardless ah. of color, gender, whatever your thing is. Everybody needs to understand that, like, okay, the, some of the most successful people you see, they failed a lot. So how did they, my, the question becomes, how do you recover from it? Right. And sometimes you need to hear that story so you can know that you can recover and keep going. Um, so it's it's out now where every week we're going to just keep releasing different episodes. But I love that we picked all different people. There's this girl, Angel from the Spice Suite in Northwest. It's over about to come apart. Yes, she's amazing. Incredible story. I I heard her on Alex L podcast. Yeah, Yeah. Alex L is another one. We interviewed her. Alex L is incredible. Yeah, Yeah, how they've created what they've created. We need to know because what we do is we see Alex L and we think, well, I want to do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do self care. (laughs) You know, but you don't realize like she. Oh my god, her story is unbelievable too. There's steps, and it's just respect the the process, and you too can 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 be a culture tech in this major way you know you can have major impact so we're going to just keep talking to people and dropping them every week but originally I was supposed to do it in the summer and then this morning show thing happened and what people don't realize about the morning show is it completely takes over your life oh it's your whole I life I, did, it's, I, I knew it was going to take up more of my life than normal but I didn't <laughs> know it was going to be um, this consuming and I'm, that is the struggle to go back to the original question when we started the podcast, um, getting up at 4 a.m. is not tough for me. That's not the hard part. I got used to that quick. The hard part is finding balance and, f- and maintaining a peace of mind when you literally have to sit and go through news that is heartbreaking, that is yeah. terrible, that is disgusting, that then is kind of good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You know, being able to every day put together a show and every day it's all new information. That is that is what to me is the toughest part. Again, coaching my team, um, being a good coach, being a good director when I hadn't had to do that in so long. um, That is the hard part. But overall, the overall consumption of life. Like, yes, all day you prep. I was going to say, and you're so out in the community, but right. what do you do? Like, yeah. where are you out when you're having fun? Like around DC? What do you, are you big? Shoot, like, fun is sleep, man. Fun is sleep. <laughs> y'all y'all like to do bed. all it. Everyone's a DC hipster now. It's just so much fun in the city. <laughs> yeah, hipster. it's like, bruh, it's like a wine tasting here. Um, a Wakanda pop up over there. <laughs> it's just like, bro, it's like something. For, now axe throwing. I'm gonna take my team to do axe oh, throwing. Oh yeah, though. you need to do that. So, so when I try to do team building with them, you know, it's always good to feed people. So we do a lot of going out to eat. But um, you know, the next day I told them we're gonna do um, axe throwing. I am excited. We should that. implement that here. Okay, yeah. well, oh, team please, building. Well, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Just take an axe. And, and throw now, that do you guys talk a lot about personal lives? On that, what's going on in your personal life? Are you getting married? Are you dating no. anybody? I read all these blogs. You know, I Google everything about. <laughs> I read. Yeah. So what's going on? My personal life is personal life. Like you got to be able to um, if you don't have anything for yourself um, and you put every that's, that's the thing for me. I've never been like one of those people that I know you're supposed to be like super transparent. I know you're supposed to be like tell your whole show your whole life to everybody and every little thing you do. But I do believe in, in privacy. I'm a very private person. Ultimately, like I believe there are certain things that should just be for you um, that you can enjoy without like the interference and the interruption because my whole life is Angie Ange like right I'm actually I'm in a place now where I'm about to uh, like do like therapy because I've been oh, Angie Ange I'm, I'm looking forward to it but oh my god you know my professional life is like your professional life almost like over supersedes your personal life in a lot of ways because 
I call him the Nozempic Ben on Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I can't just be Angie Edge from 6 to 10. I'm Angie Edge all day. I'm right. Angie Edge when I walk up this this hill and get to my car. And if someone sees Angie Edge, they want to have a conversation with Angie Edge. Um, and so the professional element, we talked about this. We had um, Amanda Sills on the show. Amanda Sills, a.k.a. Amanda Diva, a.k.a. She's from Insecure. Secure, yeah. um, and she's, she spoke to just the value of, of um, therapy. And I have been talking about this with um, Victoria, too, from Magic 102.3. We have been talking about the need for therapy because... You know how to be a professional, but then you start to lose. I start to lose Angela. Right. right? And I can't lose Angela. Um, so, yeah, personally, like, it's just for me, it's um, being being happy and being able to to be happy in a way that it doesn't have to. You don't have to show everybody everything. Um, as long as you know that I'm happy, like leave it at that. Like know that I'm happy. Well, I gotta <laughs> say, I mean, you're one of the person. hottest available people here in DC, so I need to know. I <laughs> mean, are you available or not? <laughs> yes, I, I mean, just said my life is this morning hot. show. I'm ready to hook you up with I people. Just, no. <laughs> I think you're super cute. Thank you. you have such a great spirit. I mean, <laughs> I could talk to you all day, but I know you've got to go home and take a nap. I want to get um, <laughs> no naps. Y'all, we just keep going. Really, this one is like. It's either the wine or like you try to get my personal life. It's like. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. I love you. I'm like, where? Where is this woman? What's going on? I mean, I need to know everyone you're dating. I just, I want you to take where over is the she station. At? What is she doing? What is she living? Yes. What is she, who is she living with? What's her, what's her life like? 
you know, who does I want to come love? to dinner with your parents. I got to find, you know, I mean, your financial advisor aunt sounds amazing. We need yeah, all that advice. My family is cool, man. I have a, I have a really, I have a really big family. They're all from DC. So, um, both sides, my mom and my dad, you know, what's funny. My mom went to Howard, my dad went to Bowie state, but they met at Ohio state. This really? is for grad school. For grad school. Yeah. Okay. They went to grad school in Ohio state and they, that's where they met. And then okay. they came back here. We, at the end of the show, we do two things. We do pineapple okay. mail, which is all the email that people write into us and it's bananas. Okay. So I want you to weigh in on that. And then we do these four <laughs> story. We basically do four things that are popping and they're pop culture stories that we really like. So okay. I want you to weigh in on this. Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris have to live within five miles of each other as they finalize their divorce. Do you think this is crazy? <laughs> If you ever got divorced, Angie Ange, would you want to live? They do it for their son, they claim. So their (laughs) son is six years old. Not only that, but they have to give each other 60 days notice if they're going to be out of town. Oh, hell no. Can you imagine? (laughs) This is all part of their agreement. Wait, hold hold on. 60 days notice if they're going to travel outside of the country. And this is, but this is because we have a kid together, right? Yes. Well, I understand. That's crazy. As long as you're an active parent. If you're an active parent, I'm an active parent. Okay, fine. I'll follow your rules. Doesn't this sound like helicopter parenting, though? I mean, if these guys, I mean, like, how much you got to live within five miles of each other? They got to give each other notice. I have to. I have to live. I don't have a choice. That's part of their, yeah, of their divorce. I don't know what the five miles is about. I would like. I mean, I would like a little more free. I would like to have freedom to move where I'm at. But if you're giving someone restrictions like that, I'm assuming somebody, somebody got to keep somebody in in the pocket, maybe, or like someone's not the better parent. You're That's not about to question. tell me I got live five miles with it. Like I'm You're not lucky. It was an amicable d- divorce. Like they're still friends. That's so it's not See, a problem. If, if we're friends, that but even like... then, it would be a problem if you bring something home though. Right, and, right. And, and I'm then, across and the you street. You pop like, in. You're like, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Now that could that could that could go bad. So, but I'm saying if I if it's amicable and we're friends, I feel like you're like go do you and I do me. Just make sure you're a good parent. But that would be. I, can you I'd imagine? I'd just be curious. Like, what it what happens on date night? And we five miles. Well, five miles. I guess you're not completely down the street. Across right? the street, right? You're not like across the street. Like three it's blocks a long down. walk. Yeah, it's a long walk. Yeah, but if if you walk it all the way, if I see you outside my window, I'm like, okay, yeah. soccer. What? This is getting weird. <laughs> it, I just feel like it could go bad quick. Right. That goes bad really quick. Now, did you guys talk about on the morning show today that Ice T has says that he has never eaten a bagel and he's never had no. a cup of coffee? No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he should have t- been in What's Poppin' with Deja Perez. Um, we did not. We did not uh, go with that. He tweeted out, "White people, don't lose your effing minds because I've never eaten a bagel. Take it easy." <laughs> LOL. And then, like all these people have been trolling him. Is that? A, have you? Is there any food you haven't eaten? Because I've never had Taco Bell. Ever. ever? Never. Never eaten a Taco Bell. I've been eating That's that. disrespectful to your youth. <laughs> that's what you I never... said. I said, you should be either getting drunk, going out for drunk munchies. Right, that's... You need to be eating the Dorito Loco Taco. Yeah, what is, what is never life, had yo? Never had That's, that's, that's upsetting. Any fast food, I, I like, and probably, oh my God, I, you years. Get, you get pizza. Seven years. That's not really fast food, yeah, I guess. Well, okay, ma- haven't so, eaten McDonald's in like seven years? Have you eaten Burger King now in like, probably Now that's something 10? I do like about you that I want to learn. Sarah, is that you? Um, I I love your post about how you you talk about mindful eating. That's through therapy because my issues oh. all stemmed around like I had so, I was on my first diet at twelve years old. I went to Weight Watchers at 12? 12 years old. I told my mom I wanted to go, in my, and I have I, my mom and I are super close. I love her to death, but for some reason she goes okay and takes me to, like, <laughs> takes me to the meeting where they weigh the you. Meeting. The meeting. Like, so you're twelve in the meeting. We're at the okay. meeting. My mom and I are going to lose weight together. They get us on the scale. <laughs> 
<laughs> it just starts this. It had to have been traumatic. It yeah. was so traumatic because I was always an overweight kid for my uh, whole life, battled my weight. And my whole, I lived in the future forever. My life, mm. I wasn't going to be happy. I wasn't going to meet a partner. I wasn't going to have success until I was a size two or four because I oh. believed so strongly that you had to have that mm-hmm. before you could be successful. And I also was so ashamed. I, I always felt like once people find out that I used to be much larger, mm. they're not going to like me. Men aren't going to date me. So oh. finally, and I emotionally ate, you know, I binged eat and I would just plan these binges and then I would eat like all this Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Anyway, finally I was making myself so ill. Mm. I was desperate and I Googled, uh, I just was like giving up dieting in Washington, D.C. And I found this therapist in Tacoma Park and she was always, she was all about like one to stop binge eating? Do you feel like your life revolves around food? And she changed my life. And I always, Mm. I never thought I could ever, I never wore a bikini in public until I was 32, ever. I was so ashamed of my body. I was like, and anyway, she completely began to help me trust myself around food Mm. and realize in this business, Mm. and nothing against the men that I worked with before, because I'm, I'm just as bad. You know, I mean, I'm I'm always like talking trash too, but they would always <laughs> talk about, you know, women's bodies and how they looked. Right, and I right, always right. felt like, oh my God, I don't look like that. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know? So then that just changed my whole life. Cause once you have confidence in, for me, that was my Achilles heel. Like once right. you, that no longer matters what people think of your weight. It's right. like, oh my God, now I can do anything. Wow. I, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I'm, so I'm reversed. Like I was always working out, working out, working out. Right. And um, I was about 25 and my trainer at the time, my man uh, Floyd, he was like, you know, so my thing is bread. I love bread. I don't, oh, I don't eat vegetables. So I'm too. like a, I'm a steak and potatoes type of gal. Like I love hamburgers, french fries. Right. So he tells me, but I was in great shape. So, you know, like I could eat that. I go run. I would run miles and miles. Like I, I was in great shape. Floyd told me at 25, never forget. Floyd was like, all right, at some point your diet, your, your workout won't keep up with the diet. Ah, at a certain age, and I was like, "All right, Floyd, I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it." I never did, and probably about <laughs> yeah, at 27, did. 28, it started sticking. Like you know, you can't just eat and, and run it off. Like it started sticking, and uh, and now I'm just like, man. But like, like I don't binge eat per se, but I don't have like that control. I tell um, my producer Zeppelin, he's gone. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I tell him that I'm like I'm allowed to have a vice like I keep myself in control on everything I'm extremely disciplined with my career I'm extremely disciplined with people I feel like it's time for you to lose control like therapy is gonna help you lose control like it's gonna blow your mind you're gonna gonna together you're gonna begin to like well you seem like yeah like you have it so much together that now it's like it's almost becoming like it's suffocating suffocating yeah Yeah. like who's experienced that when you just got it two together you know and it's like when you're the one that always like you're the strong one you're the one who like you don't do wrong you don't mess up are you, you know? an only child oh I got an older sister oh wow she's even better than me like, she's smarter <laughs> than me it's, like, it's tough there's a yo. lot of pressure in that family it's t- it is like I'm the I have the least degree in my whole like I feel like in my whole group like you know, I've got uh, all my cousins. They got masters, and wow. I got a cousin that lives in Switzerland. Works for General Mills. He's living oh his best. Oh my god! Another cousin. She's a diplomat in Nigeria. She was in China. Speaks Chinese fluently. What? I, got, I mean, they're like super smart people. Here I am with my broadcast journalism degree, doing radio. But, oh, you're doing huge. You killed it in the game. Yeah, right. I do, I, but I gotta kill it. Like I can't just, you know, you can't just have that degree. You better kill it if you're gonna do it. But um, yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, I, they'll yeah, analyze all that. You'll you be said, in good shape. Okay, <laughs> because because. 
with you agree and say, I need your advice, you know, because you've done the mornings. But, you know, I, I never would have thought, I, I have lost, I don't want to say, yes, I'm in a place right now where I have lost my peace of mind um, because I'm ch- every day you have to put together, um, you know, I, I think so much about the listener and the quality. What am I giving my listener? What is my listener going to come to me for? And every day you're doing every day you're you're putting in time. I put a lot of time, effort, work. I, I do a lot of extra. But when you, when that becomes everything. You know, oh, now it's, it's like, so much. like I used to walk my dog in the morning. When I would listen to the fam, I had a fam in my ear when I'm walking my dog. Like, because I've always been an early riser. That's what I said. People ask me about the early. That ain't nothing. Like, I'm, I have a dog. He's, he, Charlie is up at 5 a.m. ready to go, 6 a.m. So if it's light outside, we're going to walk. So, you know, I was used to being, I, I don't mind being up early. It's just that was a peace of mind thing for me when right. you can get up on your own, whatever time that is, right? For me, it just happened to be 6 a.m., but I get up. Walking my dog was peace of mind. Right. Doing all that stuff, doing whatever I wanted to do before my show, that was peace of mind. Now, I'm up. That's the first thing I'm doing is the show. And then after the show, it's like, here we are. I was done at 10. It's 1.45. I'm still talking about the show. <laughs> no, it's like, then I'm- Zeppelin's going to ask me, what are we doing for the show later? And then my, my program director is going to be like, hey, did you see this, this on the shade? Right. It's, it's so mad. So like, Where's the peace of mind? Right. And and then when I tell you I'm such a peace of mind person, I value that over money. I value yeah. that over position is peace of mind. But again, I as I've said, like I know I'm here for a reason because I didn't ask to be here. I was never trying to to do the morning. It just it happened. And so there's a reason that I'm here, and I know that. I will work it out and figure it out, but that's why I think therapy is important. And I would have you never. You gotta go. You'll love it. So much. I have. I have to go because um, otherwise I might implode. I don't want to implode. Like I don't want to. <laughs> you won't. I don't you like, just have lose to lose like, it. I feel like you're being probably challenged to say no in different ways. Right. Like you're going to just have to say no. Because I'm not a no person. I'm not no. And, and that, that's, that's the, the killer. That's the yep. killer. That's killing. Because I will say yes to everything just at because. The, and at the cost of your own health. Yes. And your own peace of mind. Yes. And that's that's what therapy is going to. Because therapy is going to make you realize like all the people you're saying yes to. Like why. You're doing this for them, but it's that thing in your gut that's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here today. Right. I, And, you know, and that's true. And maybe you you need to start thinking about, like, all these community events that you do are awesome. But yeah. maybe <laughs> it's time for somebody else to take that role. Right, and you right. ta- But it's hard to get there. Believe yeah. me. And I, I mean, started yeah. doing I definitely started doing that. I mean, when we got Lil Bacon Bear at night and again, just going back to I was so proud when they gave Lil Bacon Bear the night show because I just. There was no question about the fact that she was a woman and did she need a yes. man. So imagine that because ten, 10 years prior, it was like the end of the world. Why would she do it by herself? And so to see Lil Becky Bear in that position is really exciting to me. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I've had her kind of take over a lot of the, the high school stuff and, the, you know, the, the, the things that I've been doing for a long time and, yeah. just, and moving into a, a different space. And, you know, like I'm not in the clubs like that anymore. Like I had to give all that up. I had to give all that up. But I was cool. You know, it was fun. I, at the time, I was thinking, like, I don't want to keep being in the club. Like, I would be in the I club. I know, right? You outgrow that, too. Yeah, You're like, okay. I, I had outgrown it so long ago. And um, to still be doing it, like, I'm 34. And I, I remember thinking, like, Ange, like, you are not, you don't want to do this. Like, <laughs> Why am I still in the yeah, club? And anytime, if I'm ever doing something solely for, for money, I know that's, that I have to stop. Yes. You know, if you're ever doing anything solely for money, and you don't necessarily need it. Don't, don't get it wrong. Like I think if you if you need it and you're trying, you have a goal in mind. Cool. That's that's cool. 
Um, but if you're doing something just solely because it's easy money, you're not challenging yourself. Right. And that's how people, you fall into a state of complacency. You fall into a state of just like, you know, nothingness. It's just because you're going to do what's easy. Now, tell me this. I want to ask you some other pop culture stories yeah, in, in the urban world, which I love. Kanye West, do you think he's actually learned his ways or he was threatened by divorce? <laughs> <laughs> threatened by divorce probably look at but he said in his song in the last album that you know his wife called him and said you about to make us lose everything but she still <laughs> stood by him so I'm assuming she's- oh they have, a, they have a, I love their relationship because she yeah. basically says why she stays with him which is he was the only person willing to date her several years ago because everybody NFL players oh, wow. had been warned she did this whole thing with Alec Baldwin she did an interview and she said there was actually in Hollywood people and agents telling their players actors whatever wow. do not date Kim Kardashian this is bad for you and he, he called Yikes. her he was like I want to go out with you so they have this bizarre, you know, kind of old, you know, <laughs> debt to each other. Really. Already weird. So, Already. but I mean, were you surprised by everything that he kind of came out and stood for, or you feel like that's kind of Kanye? No, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I know. We <laughs> <laughs> don't know either. No, no, nobody knows. No one what's knows. Happening. Okay, Takashi six nine. Is he gonna live another five years or no? no. <laughs> what do we think? What do we think? The poor guy every weekend. It's Not another shootout like at Takashi. I'm like, oh my god, six nine. What else? I mean, Not I want to. Like that. Put this He's little guy troll, in a man. little box and be like, "Okay, Rainbow, here, stay here. I've hidden you from the world because they're always trying to shoot at him." Yeah, he knows what he's doing though. Like that's the thing. He he knows what he's doing. I think he does he does it on purpose, and it's just like and and everything, and I mean everything, because I told you about money. Everything comes down to the money. Follow the money. Everything that's the is, truth. I know. Everything is money. Racism <laughs> comes down to money. Everything will go. You can trace any any silly shit out here any crazy thing go back to the money wait why does racism come down to money because what you think about think about how racism white people don't want why is there racism why why did they create racism in america let's talk america because again we're history buffs here right you know, prior to in the very beginning, right, you you had why did they create racism is to make, you know, remember everybody, every white person was known as slaves. There was only there was a top one percent that was right. owning slaves. And this top one percent had to control what was going on. Right. Because if you're not in the top one percent, you're a, a regular white person. You, you you're struggling. Yeah. Right. right. Everybody else was just struggling. Then you had slaves that, that you didn't get anything. Right. So there wasn't much of a difference between regular white people and slaves if you really when they start looking at it like hold up I ain't no better off than him and you know right. so so they create a system that says you're better just because you're white you're you're so much you're you'll never be as low as this person to distract you from the money it all comes down to money everything That's was about so true about the one percent being able to stay in the one percent and and the way that they do that is to divide you with with class and race and say you know um you're better just because of 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 color and and then they start creating rules right even after slavery all these rules get created that that allow you to own property and but i can't um so even if you 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 may have been poor as poor can get 
but you could own property that I'm and then I got to work it for you. Right. You know, so and, and why is that? So to me, it's like every everything I look at, I say, where's the money behind this? Like it all comes down to rich people staying super rich and and the, the like you got your haves and your so have nots. So true. And any way that you can keep haves and have nots or keep the have nots fighting about silly stuff, uh, it allows your top one percent to continue to thrive because we're so busy mad at each other when you don't even realize we ain't we ain't that much different there's not much of a difference here when are you running so, for mayor never. honestly i'm gonna run your campaign don't never. say never i just want to be a you teacher are. i want to be do? a teacher no you yeah, i want to be a professor i just want you to think i just want people to think you know like just just think uh, look at how you get used look at how these things are are put together to manipulate you and and figure out how do you get around that but yeah i mean all of it is is my everything is money i promise you every store every everything you look at there's money is at the root of it like greed money is at the root of it okay final Mm -hmm. thing pineapple mail you can always email me sarah at hayfresh.com we got to get this woman out of here poor thing she's been on the air since 4 a.m i had a good time i done drunk half a bottle of wine (laughs) i wasn't expecting to drink okay angie Ange, i want to know what your advice is this woman goes by the name of e she says my coworker is honestly the worst when she's not talking about politics and how she's on the trump train she is signing out she She's singing out loud to herself and her personal life is always full of drama. Let's just say my days are pretty miserable. The thing that bothers me the absolute most about her is everyone in the office loves her. They just think she is the absolute best. But what they don't know is the awful thing she says about them the moment they walk out of the room. I just wish I could tell everyone not to trust her. But obviously that would cause even more drama. Mm. Maybe I'm just jealous. I always Mm. have to consider maybe I'm the problem, question mark. I don't really really have any work friends. I've been at this company for almost two years. It's mostly has to do with my age difference. I think I'm the youngest one here. It also doesn't help that I'm a little shy. That doesn't mean I don't try. I go to all the work held functions. I'm not sure what kind of advice I'm exactly asking for, um, but I'm ranting a little bit and I'm asking, do you have anything that might help this situation? Thanks so much, E. All right. What do you think about the coworker who's the worst, who everyone <laughs> seems to love, but talks trash? Now, this could be about me because I love to gossip. <laughs> the minute everyone leaves, I'm like, oh, what do you think about this? Um, but what do you think? Okay, you've obviously worked in a lot of different environments, a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So you've got someone who openly shares their politics in the office. Their personal life is full I of drama. It. See, that's my favorite thing. I'm always like, oh, give me all the dirt on your life. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I like, I like, I think I like people who think different. If you got a different political yes, views, really? Yeah, I just I like to hear a oh, different. Oh Lord, I Julie you. Wright had a great conversation. Yeah, Love Julie Wright. And oh she no, was, don't tell me she's a conservative. Oh no, Lord, no, I can't. I, no, I was. <laughs> she just in the end of the conversation she was just like, oh, it feels so good to be able to say something and not get like jumped on. And I'm like, listen, it's okay. Like, if you want a Trump train, I want it. I want to understand it. Let, let help me understand. Like, you know, I have questions <laughs> i could ask a million questions you're yo, a good person you know, i'm a good person i mean <laughs> because i because i really want to understand like sometimes you got to try to again i don't have to end up agreeing or, or what have you but it's just understanding so i love when i hear people who got different views and they all the way dip completely different from me oh i'm like intrigued i want to know like what how you get to that level and then and then i'm gonna spit <laughs> my facts like i'm gonna be like okay 
Okay, the, here's the Let me the bring fact. you back to 1978, <laughs> the first time Trump was sued for racism. Okay, well, let's talk about Wait, that. Let's talk about humanity for a minute. Uh, you know, <laughs> I understand your politics, but how do you feel about humanity? Uh, how do you feel about human beings? Yeah. Uh, and what's happening here? Uh, so, yeah, for her, shoot. What would you do? So you're saying basically your advice to her is engage more. Engage more with, with people yeah, in the of, office. Out that, of a place of curiosity. Like, get to know people. Get to know people. Like, I think everybody wants to just tell their story people love to tell us everyone loves to talk about themselves you know whether it's from a place of being just self-centered or just wanting to be heard so like i would love like now when you one of them gossiping people though like if you got that type of vibe i don't really i can't i can't really mess with you but um you know if you just are different even though it may be annoying like I, i'd have questions and i'd want to come with an open mind and say okay like how did you how did you get here what's your what's your facts think about it. all well, of like us on social all of us on social media are probably following people who have our same interests yeah are you them. following any trump trump supporters are you following uh people talk about oh, i would never watch fox news you might want to like you need to know well <laughs> you don't have to agree i'm not saying watch it because you love it i'm saying <laughs> look at what the rhetoric is so you can understand um, you know what? What someone else thinks? Like, right. stop, we got to yo. Social media got us thinking. Like, got everybody preaching to their own choir. In the next seven years, though, people are going to be logging off. You it's think so? One hundred percent. We already see it. We do a thing, AJ, on the streets uh -huh. and sometimes, and you'd you'd be amazed. We go out in Georgetown, and a mm -hmm. lot of the students are like, "I don't have any social media," and did, I always well, think that's the first sign. And they're like, "No, I'm not." But did you see this study? There's a new study that came out. Not a surprise, but it says um, like Facebook and Snapchat and all that is linked to depression. Like, but they're making official links, totally. which of course we all we all kind of yeah. knew. But when you see it in a clinical study. That when the when the people when people who were in the um, survey when they put their phone down or they weren't on it, um, their their mental health was increased versus people who were steadily on it. And it said depressed people are like more likely to use it because in some ways they're looking for a way to connect. Right. So sometimes they go to it, but that doesn't necessarily help them. But part of the allure of it is being able to connect where even people who are not necessarily depressed, you become depressed because you're just sitting there. You're on it nonstop. You're scrolling. But I, I'm getting to Listen, if I didn't if when I'm done with radio, I will probably log <laughs> off completely really you yes. won't be able to you're gonna have this successful podcast we're gonna start just, a network i just put it out like someone else will run. we'll start the network yeah, yeah, you've got yep. a lot to do but, but let me support well, okay you're right okay. i love urban entertainment and yeah, i mean please i i mean i am so fascinated but, but I, I don't want to be you know taking any culture i just Sarah, love okay but different let me, voices let me ask you this going back to the michael brown thing right like uh, yes ask i away. wouldn't have been able to handle that i don't i don't i can't do well i don't do like that would be so um the comments that people have the trolling that people do uh like i can't handle that like i'm not in a really place. Not in a oh you'll place. be there in therapy <laughs> it didn't it really so in therapy you no. can't handle it and there was you I know just, i can't deal with people with people like everybody has an opinion everybody got something to say and they're they just doing it to get followers i knew when all these people were saying stuff it's like they haven't they haven't messaged me you know most of the people never hurt. knew that's oh a, yeah, a, it does. It okay, definitely does. I feel like it's, a lot of things are very hurtful. You know, things that people we're we're again we we look to hurt and attack. Like I don't want to be it hurt and attack. I don't like creating stuff where everybody is like they get to like you know. Oh, I don't care now. You don't care? And, no. Okay. I need to see, get to that. I had the luxury of, I, I talked to, I over, Insta, over Facebook, <laughs> I messaged Michael and his mom, and I was like, look, 
I mean, this was is not me. The way the story was positioned, mm-hmm. it never meant to be about you. I'm so sorry. Whatever you need, you know this. And they were like, "No, it's totally fine. We don't even." They both were like, "Look, we didn't think it would go the way that it's gone. Like, we don't even want to talk to press anymore because this wasn't what it was about. It was about Michael's right. achievements." Now we not ta- right we now we not talking like about Michael. It was about you know you guys being racist and all this stuff. And I'm like, I get that, but. Once it got to that, like now this did a piece, it was like, this is just a whole nother narrative. Of, right. And of course you got the Fox thing. And, you know, so it was like, <laughs> this is a whole nother narrative that we didn't intend to do, you know? So it's like, like that would depress me. That's all. I feel like it was I would be- for a little bit. Yeah, it was depressing. It makes you, you know what it does? It makes you um, question your judgment. Yeah. Is what it does. Because I feel like I have good judgment. Like I know what the audience wants to hear. And I feel like I'm always learning and I'm always pretty full disclosure of like, look, I grew up in rural Maine. Like there, th- we had one mixed race student in our entire school. That was it. And then like some Asian kids that came from Japan for like a, a few minutes. Like that was it. So I'm like, I know that I don't know a lot. And mm. I just always want to use this platform to hear other people and learn so I know that's who I am but when things like that happen you're like well what am I you know am I different like what was my intention going into that story like should I have and that but then you begin to when then people like have all these other agendas with it and now this I was like okay this is a whole other it goes goes way yeah it goes way you can handle it you can put yourself out there you gotta let we're going out for a night you gotta let yourself go girl therapy is imperative what's the hot nightclub where are we going see this is the life what type of life is this who's about to live that life we are going on the streets without our shirts on and that's that's insanity yeah and you're voting you're a running for mayor and, and I then think I'm you're gonna, gonna get, run yeah. for mayor yeah. after yeah. that'll definitely get me elected I'm sure right. but yeah. I mean but like you said hey, I mean, your I mom's just, an attorney we're all set we're good but that but that, again the, the thing I hate is that when we get we get so off the narrative like <laughs> Like I was so happy that that little boy was trending. I was so happy, and I mean, I saw it and I was like, man, nah, whatever. But like, look at the boy, and then I saw all the the, the craziness, and I, you know. But I understood it. But like you said, like it, it was an opportunity to have a conversation about like I agree how much that meant to to so many people. Like, and 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 what it means when you make a comment that that just again it it made something that was so big seem like so small and almost annoying. And it was just like, nah, like there are, at one point, you historically speaking, at one point we couldn't even apply. You that, could, there was no, you didn't get access. So to see a young man or young woman get accepted into every single school and every scholarship is given to them, it was such a like a celebratory moment. And then to see us for the next five days plus talk about you know that instead of what this young man did. And again, you apologize. I felt like there was a conversation like we've got to get from attack to just conversation understanding and respect yes and and when we if you're willing to listen and if you're willing to to take ownership and then say you know and, and respect like this accomplishment and understand like how powerful that is because again you don't understand when 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 again your my grandparents have a seventh grade education there's a not because they didn't right. want to learn because there's no access they couldn't, you couldn't yeah. so when you understand what that means to even get a master we still got got young people who are first generation college students you know so those types of to see those stories go viral it just affects so many other because so many people get to see that and say damn okay dang he, 
Yeah, he no, can do it. I, I can, can do, do it. it. Yeah. And then I could share that with my little cousins or my kids or who like you could share those stories and, and, and it means it just it means a lot. And I think people do take it very personal when when something that means so much to them or means so much to the people, to the culture, um, it gets diminished and 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 almost, I agree. you know. And like, that's why I like had a like that on in a sense, you know, I think people yeah. did I get I get the anger. I get it, but I just for me, I love to bring it back to uh what we talking about. Yes. Same thing happened with the Washingtonian magazine. You yes. know, and I brought Tony Lewis in the morning. I said, I said that's cool. I said, but I'd, I'd like to take this moment to highlight all the black newspapers that are still around in D.C. And you could actually still subscribe to them. And they're actually, they could use our support. So while we just gave all this, gave this big moment to the Washingtonian magazine, which doesn't even target us. Um, yes, that's that's great. We, we're able to have a conversation with them and, uh, and educate them and they'll be more aware. But at the same time, I got a lot of black publications over here. If we're going to get them this much love and this many likes. And, and go with, if we're going to put this much energy into going in on them, let's put the same energy into empowering um, our own media. Because right. if we can if we can put that much energy into bringing someone down, we can put half of that energy into bringing somebody up and be like like that much more incredible. I love you know? that. So yes. we got to get there. That's that again. Tune into the Angie Angie Morning Show. I know I'm like super serious. Yes. Like people, I'm try, I'm, <laughs> I'm not as I'm not I'm I'm serious, but I, I have fun on the radio. Seriously, I can't but, wait. But, after yeah, but, like six months of therapy, this is after like six months Angie of therapy. I'm, therapy. I'm boobs out on a what? on a counter, and we're and then with it's gonna to say Angie Ange 20 I whatever when the next election you're gonna be another <laughs> you're gonna be a new woman Mayor we, Bowser pass the torch oh, and she, it'll be a picture of me and Sarah I know it's the truth please I'll be your campaign manager that could oh be, Lord, you could be do you think Sarah can help me win yes of you course be a good I team. can please you think it would be good you guys would be a good team I don't know they be going in on Mayor Bowser though they're like, like yo well, they're gonna go in on you but who cares that's what I'm saying. I have, oh, you're right you're right I have who, to get what? to I just believe I believe like I don't know how you cannot care because because I, don't, I don't know how you could do it. It's I have fickle to go to because then they're right on. To, like you said, I love Shade Room, right? right. So they're outraged at 9 a.m. Yes. at somebody that Shade Room has posted. Then yes. at 2 p.m. they've moved. Everybody shifted over to somebody else that they're outraged. And now nobody even messages me. I thought, well, you guys were all so angry for like a week. What happened? Mm. Now you're not. No one emails me anymore. Now, no more. It's all me. moved on to somebody else. So then when you realize how fickle it is, how can mm. you take it personally? Because they're because you don't. <laughs> Because they be trying it. Like, people no. say really, like... You have all the makings of a mayor. This town loves you. <laughs> you you're building <laughs> commerce. You're really trying to build really commerce. You are. You're, build, you're showing people... I am people a fan of business. I how, am a fan of... Yes. We've, it's become way too gentrified here. What's going on? I mean, come on. We're missing what this city was all about. When I moved here 10 years ago, that's what yeah. I loved. It was so culture. It was Chocolate City. Was, now, what's going on? I mean, all these we little, don't have, like... We don't yeah. have no money. Listen, Cora, Cora uh, Barry told me, she said, you know, Mayor Marion Barry knew a long time ago that at some point, people of the district, district residents, native Washingtonians would not be able to... Their pay would not be able to keep up with the market, with the with the rest of D.C., right? And um, he knew that, and he was that was a concern. That was, like, one of their things that they were trying to work on is that, you know, you can't be, you can't live on minimum wage after after a while. Like, right. if you don't get to grow, uh, but so far, right, because we had good government jobs and all that, but at some point, uh, he said that was going to outpace. She said he, he was concerned that that would outpace, and we're seeing it. 
we're seeing it because now the the residents and Washingtonians, native Washingtonians, don't make enough to to right. stay in their own home. I thought it was I was down on the wharf last night at uh, to see the black show. Uh, black was performing live uh, at the anthem. Oh yeah, down at the waterfront. Isn't yeah. that amazing? Yeah, isn't and that I'm, night and day? It, it's it's beautiful. It's incredible. But this white guy was trying to tell me what was down on the wharf, and I almost <laughs> like. I, <laughs> like, all these whiteheads <laughs> I know I can't do it I'm gonna pop them they're out of here Yo, we like, need you bro, I mean, you about to tell me about my own like I know the wharf I mean I don't know this war this is new so he did help me out but even still it outraged me and for a minute for a split second I was like yes. boy remember when you get down there to H2O nightclub and it was right. just I mean that was real DC and then that shady hotel Phillips, that was next door right. you were I mean, like Listen, yeah. when I like when he tried to tell me about the wharf, I was just like, like I was an out of towner. It it kind of hit me, kind of hurt a little bit because I felt like I was. You've got that podcast. I'm your campaign manager. Okay. You've now got the voice of DC. Lay the groundwork. Yeah. You're going to be an amazing mayor. <laughs> like, and bring it, and make this like, the entertainment. I thought hub we were bringing world. this whole thing home. Like oh, you know, you have tuning. a great morning <laughs> show. It's just like you're going to be mayor. I, I, like how do we get the mayor? <laughs> Listen, I want you to become the mayor. I want you to make this the entertainment hub. I want okay. all of the urban artists, everybody okay. cool, to come here again. Um, you know, I love right. seeing like you interview Snoop Dogg. I want more of those celebrities here because okay. I love they. You guys do bring the culture. Yeah, and it's boring now. I'm over the politics, except for when you are mayor. It's going to be so good. Then it's going to be like fun, fun oh, yeah. politics. Get that 93.9 KYS Hummer. We'll just okay. you know do over the logos with okay. your mayoral with logo. my mayoral campaign. Because I'm the youngest mayor, and we're going to have a party in this city. We're going to bring it back. Wow, this is, I mean, that was a good sell. Ladies and gentlemen, Sarah <laughs> Frazier, Hey Frazier. Are you inspired private. now? And I, I will. You know, I'm I almost, I'm this like platform. this, I'm this much, I'm this much <laughs> so, ready to, to run I'm for I'm telling mayor. you, it's going to be so Good, but the, but Sarah, how are again? Like you said, is one thing when we were Chocolate City. We're not Chocolate City no more. So how am mm. I supposed? How are we going to get the 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 people who haven't because necessarily you transcend? Can, you transcend. You you have think, it. Think I think just I got can. It. Yeah, you already have it. Even I know with my locks. Do you think I need to no, cut the locks and go with the perm? You have it I had in a, a way. Once upon a time, you had a perm. Why didn't you? Oh yeah, for you years. You didn't send us that picture. We need the perm. The perm is. Um, oh my God, she, get us. That's the perm. a perm. There's a perm there. We can't really see it. It's just it's just curled. No, you transcend. In a way, because but I've had locks for long. For you a have while. what Oprah has. You have what many, many great. You have what Beto O'Rourke has. Think you, so? yeah, you listen and you understand people in a way that's about humanity. You already said it, yeah. and that's we're in an era. It goes in waves, right? Right. Obama was very about humanity. Then people get tired of that. That's politics. <laughs> they do now. They want someone who's inhumane. We've got him. They love that for that's, a second. That's just but the cycle. People get tired of that because he leaves everybody behind, and, and you then know, humanity is back in. Then humanity is back in fashion. And I think Mayor Bowser has done a good job of that. I do, but I think she's letting business run it too much and not making exactly. it cultural enough. But is is that because she's trying to? You know, when we're talking, DC wants to be a, a state. Right, so you're talking statehood. You got they they put so much time into that bullshit. Give it up. We don't need to be a state. We're already (laughs) super influential. Does anyone in this country not know where DC is? I don't know why the fuck they're on this campaign. No, we're not running you on that. I'm over this bullshit. You're not gonna run me. Well, Eleanor Holmes Norton. I love Mrs. Norton. I love her. She's she's wonderful. We would have to be on board. We can't. We can't be like. Well, let's meet with them because I'm over this. You ladies, (laughs) give it up. We don't need to be a state. Everybody knows us. Okay. Okay. well, We've got to bring the entertainment <laughs> business and the diversity back. Okay, Let's, she has 202 Creates. What do you think about 202 Creates? 
I don't know a lot about it. Tell, I gotta get up to, to date before to we. Tools who creates is dope because it is is their way of like really pushing arts arts in um in the district and saying hey we have a, a culture we have an artistic culture. like creatives come on down I actually met a guy who came from new york he moved from new york to dc because he said there was he felt like and he's a creative he felt like he could do his thing down here i thought that was dope I, but is I that mean, enough you didn't hear that incentivize diddy we need these guys to come back here make their it's awful bet's leaving discovery channels leaving. that's not a good sign for the entertainment business wow. they got to come back I think these women are doing a great job, but they're way too focused on the statehood. No, mm, give it up. We don't need up. that. We need the best education. I want the smartest people coming from D.C. These kids are so talented in all these schools. They right. shouldn't have any drama. We're super rich here now. Amazon is coming. Mm. Okay? we need. No. These are good points. These are- you need to be doing it. And you understand. <laughs> you bring people together. I bring people together. Yes. Angie Ange for mayor, ladies and gentlemen. 100%. This is, this is exciting. Yes. Let's this keep is- Southeast one. I love east of the Anacostia. It's my favorite neighborhood. I'm not sure they really want me there, but that's okay. So what? We need to be there. I love that need, neighborhood. I love to, people. You know, that is what we need. It's changing now. I mean, they, they signed oh. a thing for berry farms and all that to oh. be... No, we don't need another berry farms. into something uh, like condos. Some, like, oh. is a, we don't need any more condos. No, we need no a music center there sponsored by Diddy. I need a Ciroc factory. Ciroc <laughs> factory? Yes. Wow, Ciroc factory. I need all that stuff. And we got to be living it up. We got to have a party like back in the day. A big party. 70s. I want to recreate 70s DC. Give me some good no. Coke. A I was going to say, like, are we um, talking <laughs> drunk? Because now I'm thinking really now. Think, I think we're going back too far. I, 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 I don't know if that. I, I'm just I was with you. I mean, I was, I was kind of. do drugs. I was kind of. Kind of following, and then we, sorry, I haven't. I've got to, Let me come back. That was that just was, that was your campaign. epidemic. That was that, that's that was a bad idea. A that was a good, bad idea. That, yeah, I don't think that'll be but part of the campaign. These message. schools, I don't think no, we should do that. We have the best and the brightest. Everybody wants to be here. I'm tired of. But again, but that's but see, you said the key where everybody wants to be here. So literally, there are people coming into the district. Yes, and and you know what's. For what about the residents? I think is a big, a big um, question. I, you meet so many people from out of town pouring in, and and in return, the people that are here, like you said, they have talent, they have uh, things, but but like where are we at? Like where where are we at in building and creating something? Like who created this? Is he from here or is she from oh, here? Oh, Oscar. Um, is Oscar, Oscar from and, here? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, they are. And they pizza are. guy. And pizza. Um, Lestoria. No, he's from New York, upstate. Really? When was the first Ann Pizza? It was New York? Well, he said, no, he said um, he was looking. He said D.C. would be cheaper. Oh. So oh. he um, he had a great story. I, I really enjoyed his conversation. But, um, you know, when he said, and it was funny because he said D.C. would be cheaper. But, again, he's coming from New York. And in my mind, I'm like, shit, D.C. is expensive. Um, yeah, but he, uh, I thought it was dope. Like, he, he basically said he came down because it was a cheaper area to get started. And there was, like, a need for that. You know, so I thought that was kind of cool. But okay, well, you let me know when you're ready because you're so, fabulous. You've got it. I know you. this. I know people. You th- you've okay, got but do you think we need to be in public service, or do we, like you said, do we create a network out of the district? Well, selfishly, I want us to create the network. They but, will give uh, you. They <laughs> give funding <laughs> for you women. Have, you have to. They have. They have funding grants yes! for women. We've created. Dave Chappelle is arguably one of the greatest comedians of all time. He's right? from here, from yes. Tacoma Park, basically. But when's the last greatest? Does he P. hang Diddy? out here? No, these people leave. That's what they I'm saying. Leave. We got to get <laughs> them back here. We got to keep them here. So yes, but they don't, he comes back. Well, does come back. Yes. I mean, it's Wanda Sykes, like some of the great Sandra mm. Bullock, some of the greatest talent of all time have come from here. But then they leave. 
because this town is here. not conducive to entertainment. So I, mm. you've got to think about mayor, the entertainment mayor of D.C., or entertainment company. <laughs> entertainment mayor of D.C. Yes. I, just, I don't know I if they're going to take it. us seriously if we label yes. ourselves. Donald Trump, remind yourself who's uh, in the White House, okay? Donald Trump, what, what they about, will take you so seriously. Well, what about, okay, so my question with like starting these media networks and things is like. We've already got the groundwork. You've got the podcast. I've got the podcast. I'm selling it. Does it make money? We're selling our podcast. Yes. It's it's like, is it easy to sell it or do you have to really like, like, is it difficult to sell it? Well, nothing's easy. I mean, come on. Your morning show isn't easy. It's not easy to just be number one. You're right. So it's like. Okay. You have a great point. So So it's it's a hustle. It's worth the the hustle. Yes. Because you got to be you. Like your best is yet to come. I can Mm. already tell it about you because you have a unity that most morning show people don't. They're always looking for the best fake bit. They're always like, okay, let's figure out how we can write a fake bit about two people getting ready to slap each other in the face, but then they get, you know, some free (laughs) gift box or whatever. <laughs> no, you are, you are like thinking big stuff. picture, yeah, real stuff. Yeah. Most people aren't. They're bringing mm. in the fake Danny with big boobs, which I really like, but you know it doesn't really work. You know, I, so like uh, I get you. That is why you've got it. But you just have to be like, I got to the point, I was like, if, if I'm going to really make something ma- amazing and magical, it's mm. not going to be in traditional media because mm. traditional media doesn't want me because mm. I don't, I don't go by the rules. I don't. Right. When the Michael Brown thing happened, I would have done a whole hour takeover. I would have been like, call us right now, text us, be on Facebook Live, tell us why this was a huge fuck up. What what does this mean to you? And listen to people, just like what you're doing. But traditional media doesn't want to do that. It's whether it's radio, whether it's television, it's like, nope, let's move on, let's pretend that head in the sand didn't happen, didn't happen, keep going, keep going. And then it just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. But I already told them, I was like, that could have been cured in one day. The next day you come on, you're like, look, guys, even if people don't want to apologize, like you said, Mm -hmm. not everybody on the panel had to apologize, but they could have just said, okay, we had this big incident yesterday, Mm -hmm. people in the DMV have really been affected by this, Mm -hmm. you guys, we've heard it on our Facebook, tell us why we messed up. Mm -hmm. Why is this important to you? People love that, they respect that. But it just was the opportunity, it wasn't there, like the Traditional media doesn't, no. It's like, it's, I, like it's easier to do fake bits in radio because people, they're fast. <laughs> people fall for it. They love all right. those fake bits. They no, love. Right. I, I fight that battle all the time. Uh, they I'm want like, you to do uh, fake callers. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, oh boy, you're calling in. You lost all of your teeth. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, where are your dentures? Oh boy. Oh God, it's an Angie scam. Uh-oh. <laughs> Guess what, sir? Want, your we, dentures were just under the bed. We found them, sir. Oh, uh, you've been scammed. <laughs> They'd be like, yo, that was great. That was great radio. (laughs) This is awesome radio. That was great radio. But people are wising up to it. They're I agree. not falling I, for it people, You're right. They're not falling for it. And I think there is an appreciation for real conversations. And I, I'm even, you know, it's funny that you say that, like, like I feel like there's a part of me that's, like, anti, you know, but then I'm, yeah. I've just learned so much as far as how to move in corporate. So, like, like I understand that, too. Um, but but I always ask myself, like, sometimes I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, like, I want to do something. Like, I want to do something. Di- I want to yes. just, like, you know, um, how, but how would that work? You know, what does that look? like to just step out there and just do something different um but yeah i mean i think i think about like i, th- I always think about like i think this is cool like to be able to do something on your own terms like oh. no one's gonna air check this to say oh this was way too long we're at what is this an hour and 40 minutes oh, this That's is the long longest time. podcast we've done this is a three-hour oh. podcast we love you oh. you're like we gave her a bottle, bottle oscar <laughs> your producer's over there <laughs> been <laughs> checking his phone for the best. this guy's got things he to knows do. though he's like he shaking knows. His i'm a head. talker i'm a talk like I, I could talk about any and everything. We talk we talk like all I'm the ready time. For lunch. 
I know. Listen, I'm, get us another bottle. You, We've got things to think about. I'm serious. But, Look at Shade Room. Look at how they've disrupted the market. And everybody right. goes there. You hang on every damn post they do. And I'm like, brilliant. And I was just reading a story about how, remember when how we all used to watch Perez Hilton? We all used to go to yeah, his blog and yeah. everything. And how the celebrity blogger is now dead. Just Jared, all wow. these people. They've all gone to the wayside because podcasts have replaced them. Wow, so, that's crazy. You know, and, I didn't sh- think and they, about that. they talk about Shade Room, how Shade Room came on Instagram, totally transformed right. the platform of Instagram to give you celebrity news and what do they do? Brilliant. They make it all about the audience. Hey roommates, what do you guys think about Hey roommates? Okay. What do you think? You're right. You're right. They make you feel like you're a part of it. Wendy drives me nuts because I want my fans to be my (laughs) co-hosts but Wendy's got her co-hosts, right? Right. Hey co-hosts, what do you think? Brilliant. That feeds everyone's need to be involved in your show and weigh in. Mm. So you're, you've got your residents when you're running for mayor. All right, Rez. All right, residents. What do you think? <laughs> Rezies. Hey, Rez. Rezies. I, I, you know what? what I like think? it. I like it. Residents. Rezies, weigh in on my panel. Residents. But maybe I should do that with the morning show, though. That, I like, what if I took that approach? You know, maybe it's... Come Rezies, on, Rezies. what do you think? Rez- <laughs> would you like me to call you Rezzy? Like, I mean, I wouldn't mind. I'm from, I live like, in yeah. D.C., born and raised. But yeah. this... Rezzy's. Rezzy's. Sarah's cracking me up right now. She's native. She's Washingtonian. Speak up. Yes. No, that's too white. That's that magazine. No, I don't like Washingtonian. that. Washingtonian. Rezzy's. We need you. Rezzy's. Yes. Come on, Rezzy's. Speak up. Yeah, I've got the Frasiacs. Those are my fans that I love, love the show. Frasiacs, what do you think? They that sound, makes them they sound crazy. crazy, though. They're, <laughs> like, they're like literally maniacs. That makes them unstable. That's why you can't have roommates. You have an unstable group <laughs> yeah. of followers. That's why I can't be mayor. Because they'll see all the unstables come out. And they'll be like, um, I don't think you, you wouldn't get through the uh, the vetting process, I assume. No, absolutely not. No. I don't know. Listen. I caused too much trouble. I mean, they, no. but what if what if we get okay? I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm down to be like maybe um maybe I could be appointed to a cabinet. There you go. That'd okay. be cool. I could be appointed to a cabinet. This is just all you getting yourself prepared. <laughs> this is you. This is you. Run. Like the morning show. No, yeah. I'm not. No. Here's a thing. Here's a crazy. Like I'm I'm I really have like with the with um you know with mornings again like you you at the. Essentially, and you know this with radio, mornings is kind of like the top of where you can go as far as for on air talent, right? Like after this, That's it, yeah, yeah, you don't. It's not like okay, after mornings, I'm gonna do this outside of maybe syndication. You could say, okay, I'm gonna be syndicated. So there's a big part of me at 34 that at this point I've been doing it since I was 18. I've been doing it professionally since I was 21. So you know, it's it's I'm in a weird space. I feel like uh, Will Smith and LL Cool J when you know hip hop started turning into this um like real hard right like right. when you remember will smith when he was like fresh prince jazzy jeff whatever they were kind of like the goofy it was like rap was fun and goofy yes it was also cool j was very like romance and the ladies right but then it started going like wu-tang clan on him right and and neither one they knew they didn't they no longer fit in that space or wanted they didn't want to turn their art into that they didn't want to go with that trend so they pivoted they went to acting and they had great acting careers so i kind of feel like that like to me, I feel like the trend is a whole lot of talking heads, and I don't know if that's something I want to keep. I want to keep doing or being a part of, as opposed to like I feel like there's a pivot somewhere. I just don't know where. What it is, yeah. No, and I and I ask myself again, like at 34, okay, can I do this till I'm 40? And at like I have a whole nother life I want to live, right? Because doing radio here, uh, I've never experienced like setting up shop anywhere else. Like I've never lived anywhere else, mm. but here, and I, I was happy with that for. A long 
long time. But then I started thinking, like, it might be cool to, like, just go to Dallas. Nobody knows you. And, like, yes. you know, what would that experience be like? Or maybe I'll move to Miami or so. Yes. You know, like, radio keeps you so local where, and I love it. I love it. But, like, I don't get to track. Like, I really want to go to, um, you know, Rome or South Africa or Nigeria or China. Like, I would love to go to those places. But you need a good, like, 10 days plus. And we know 10 days in radio is, like... Oh, they're never going to Is she still you. around? Does she have a, did she alive? Is she, did she get fired? You know, you can't be gone, but so long in radio. So like, I have a whole nother life that, that I want to live. I have a whole nother way I'm trying to, I just don't know what that pivot is. So I'm, I'm like, okay, let's just ride. We're going to ride out the mornings. And, and my hope is that I can give something to people that, like you said, like maybe at least we'll get on a path of like, conversation is cool like college is cool that's my organization but like conversation is cool guys yeah like, maybe will. we'll it, get maybe i can condition us enough to get into that place where i can then like step off but i don't know i try not to think too much like right now i'm like every day every yeah you're day. in you're in it i'm like every day all right <laughs> like get to supposed, 10 o'clock and like, we're supposed to be promoting your show yet we've talked about every other everything else everything else okay you are 6 a.m to 10 a.m on 93.9 wkys yes. here in dc angie Ange in the morning uh yes. deja perez DJ Money, you guys yes. are terrific. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. I can't wait to see what the future brings. Me neither. I mean, I'm here for you. I just want, is this my campaign music? Would this be the campaign? Yes, pod. No, we'll get you some. Yes. Oh, we'll, we'll do we'll a, do whole, a whole, whole new, new thing. Whole okay, whole new a whole thing. new vibe. Oh. Yeah, you need a whole new vibe. Check her out. This Everybody on Facebook Live. Go and follow yes. Angie in. She's on Instagram. She's fabulous on WKYS 93.9. Thank you. I love you. I can't wait to can see I you. Can I come go. back? Like, can yes. I be, and will I'm you be a part of show. my show? Did we get her? Like, Have you got an opening on Thursday morning? I'm there. It's very it's very possible. Zep, can we work it out? Let's He's work yawning. It out. Okay. Poor guy's asleep. He's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Where would I be without him? We out of here, man. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm-